On this episode of Movies Ruined My Life, it's our third part. What's up, motherfuckers? It's my show for the next 15 minutes. So you better listen up, get ready to get edumacated, because I'm going to toss some shit at you. It's punk rock episode number three. Good evening. I'm Anthony East, and today we are continuing our list of much-watched punk rock documentaries. Everybody's in a punk rock band. You got a couple of spoons together and you bang them, and there you go. Here's your punk rock band. So today we've got a lot going on, and without further ado, here we go. Today's entries on our list are Punk Attitude, End of a Century, The Story of the Ramones, 1991, The Year Punk Broke, and then I might give Brandon back the show. I haven't yet decided... Um, I'm going to talk about two of my favorite documentaries, The Last Bogo and The Last Bogo Jumps Again. Some real musicians came out of punk rock. Like, they really wanted to do some music. Oh, yeah. First up is Punk Attitude. Don Litt's 2005 documentary follows trends in art culture, politics, and uses them to lay a roadmap of the origins of punk rock, as well as its future, and maybe, most important of all, its significance in history. But that was the point at which the labels just stopped paying any attention to people who, in the 60s, would have been like Frank Zappa and Captain Beefheart. And that's when the music got really interesting to me. That's That's when the rubber hit the road. And all of a sudden, these guys are going, screw ya! I'm going for the music instead of what you think and what the genre wants. This film, in very punk rock fashion, just throws all the fucking information at you. And you have to make up your own fucking mind. They got a a bucket full of grief from their fans. And you find out that punk rockers were some of the most narrow-minded people on the face of the earth. Talk about you grow your hair too long, what are you, hippie now? Uh, and we found it in America. You try something like you put a guitar solo in a song. The song is longer than a minute and a half. And all of a sudden, like, what's that? You know, free bird. Packed full of great interviews from countless punk legends, punk attitude is most definitely worth a watch. This is Rock and Roll Radio. Come on, let's rock and roll with the remote. This is where we used to hang out. Any girls in Forest Hills would leave there to find a man somewhere else. It wasn't cool to be from Queens. In the early 1970s, New York was empty. The reason we played CBGBs was there was no place to play. I mean, these guys were not hippies. You know, this was something completely new. And the noise of it was just, it just hit. All right, so next up. Telling the story of the Ramones as it's never been heard before. 2003's End of the Century, The Story of the Ramones, Michael Gramaglia, say that ten times fast, and Jim's Field's intimate look at those four kids from Queens that would change the fucking world. Like white heat, you know, you couldn't put a cigarette paper between... One tune ending and the next beginning, like, couldn't have got tighter, you know, if you've been in New Orleans all your life. 
Nowadays, we look back and see the Ramones as this like unstoppable force and often neglect discussing the vulnerability, passion, love, rage, regret, forgiveness, and overall onslaught of emotions that it would take to craft what we can only describe as some of the most important entries in the great American songbook. Johnny was troubled. Punched Edie in the head after the show if he missed him. And Joey was troubled. He was so frail. He was always getting sick. They were all troubled. The Ramones became the innovators of the minimalist, fast, dirty, noisy, aggressive sound that is still, to this very day, at the heart of all great American punk rock. I mean, those songs are, are classic American pop songs. Why weren't they played on the radio? This is a doc that's just packed full of performance and archive footage, as well as tons of great interviews with those influenced and affected by the revolution ushered in by the undisputed champions of punk rock. So put end of a century on your must-watch list. People of the universe! All right, so 1991, the year punk broke. David Markey's candid behind-the-scenes look at life on the road with the likes of Sonic Youth, Nirvana, the Ramones, fucking Dinosaur Jr., Gumball, and Babes in Toyland. The film came out in 1992, which makes sense because they shot it in 1991. 91 plus 1 equals 92. I've checked it. The math is sound. Uh, This picture represents... um the fact that it's a live gig. See, this is the singer, the lead singer, singing live. Um, it's live. You know, it's not, it's not a clone. It's not fake. This shit's fucking live, man! The doc is mainly focused around Sonic Youth, but there's a lot of great footage of everyone else on the tour. And it's also cool if you can get your hands on the beefed-up re-release that came out a few years ago. You get all kinds of extra bonus performance footage, more Q&A stuff. You can really commit an entire day to watching the film and all the bonus bullshit that'll make you wet. What do you think about when you're playing the drums? Usually, like, my room at home. I'm thinking about, like, what I'd be doing. Honestly, this one is hard to talk about. And if you can't tell, I'm having a rough time here. It can be a bit of a weird and manic viewing experience at times. But understand it's a slow build to the film's point, and understand how much you have to appreciate getting a candid look into the lives of some of the most creative people on the planet circa 1991. And it's pretty, like, it's really cool. So just go out and watch it, and fucking thank me later. Okay, Dad, scene one, take three. Oh. <laughs> Mickey, 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 Mickey. You guys, you guys think we'll be doing the same thing in five years? Filming? Yeah. <laughs> I hope it doesn't take Alright, so can I have my show back now? I think of that. You wanted to talk a little about uh, The Last Pogo. Yes. And The Last Pogo jumps again. 
Yeah, man. Which I still haven't like. I still haven't seen the last Bogo jumps again. Okay, Pogo jumps again. Yeah, but it's funny because I remember we were talking about this. Um, you don't like the last Bogo, no, Pogo, but sorry. I like jumps again. Interesting. Why mm. do you like jumps again more? Yeah, it's 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 stupid because I, I don't like the documentary, but I like the documentary about the documentary. You know, <laughs> so you like the special features. Well, I like the passion that's come out of it. I like what it represents to people. You know, so for jumps again, it makes sense to me because people have turned that into something. People in Toronto, people who are looking back. So when all the interview footage of them looking back, punk rockers looking back at that time, people involved in the film looking back at the time promoters mm-hmm. they they have they have a new insight to offer that i think was much greater you know say for example if you go back and ask someone like uh henry rollins just after black flag broke up about mm-hmm. black flag mm-hmm. they he'd just be really upset about it you know like what am i gonna do now yeah you know i got invited to join what became one of the greatest hardcore punk bands in America, and then uh, yeah, I, I I turn around and 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 have nothing now. <laughs> so from that perspective, like looking at the at this scene mm-hmm. in, in the late seventies and going with the first one and going, okay, it's our it's the last show we're ever going to see at the Horseshoe, right? Before it went like a full on like kind of country turn for about a good five to seven years yeah and i understand your insights into it because you promote a lot of yeah indie shows but all i'm saying is to ask people who are really fucking pissed off and sad to like give you a candid look of the importance of at the importance of something it's just it's hard man and i got i have another reason why i dislike this film but we'll get to that in a second Mm. please um tell you why i like the original yeah I like it. Convince because, me. I like it because it's a straight up capture in time. You know, it is. It is the horseshoe, at the back end of the seventies, mm-hmm. and it's only like the movie itself is only like what ten minutes, fifteen minutes. I think it's a 35, 45 minute movie. Okay, even still, it's like it's really short. It's not like your average yeah. documentary. You know what I mean? And I think that's what makes it even more kind of punk rock. Is that. It's not like a straight-ahead documentary. There aren't straight-ahead interviews. You can clearly tell the director who was doing it at the time was just a young kid that just realized that, oh, fuck, this needs to be captured before we lose this moment. Mm. And then the whole thing ended in a riot. You know? Um, So it is exactly kind of what you wanted it to be out of a punk rock documentary. It's a capture in time at the at the peak of the Toronto punk rock scene for the last show to happen at the horseshoe from a young kid that felt that this whole thing needed to be captured. And it might not be the best, but it is definitely a portrait of that time. And that's why I really like it. Okay. So you got to answer me something though. Mm. How significant in the overall landscape of punk rock or just even the culture surrounding it, say just as a counterculture movement, was what was going on in Toronto in that era. Because that's where my problem lies. This film, well, I have one other one. But this film, as much as like the bands are cool, like they're good, it sounds like music, mm-hmm. you know, which is better than some documentaries about musicians, I hate to say it. But there's a lot of indie band films that just seem like masturbation. This one 
is, but it's more of a pat on the back for me where it's like, hey, uh, you know, we're good. We were doing it too. And it, it just doesn't seem as though, historically speaking, there's anything other than a promoter couldn't run shows for punk rock there anymore. Isn't that sad? Boo hoo. Uh, and, but then from the punk rock side of things, looking at it just as pure, like this is an important document for punk rock. Mm-hmm. Does it mean anything? Because nothing happened as a result of this scene. Like in all seriousness, indie culture in large part is so fucking segregated for the next 30 years yeah. in Toronto. It's a fucking mess, dude. Mm-hmm. Like where finally the, the the like Toronto started looking at the suburbs in the early or in the late 90s and early 2000s and we're like holy shit, they know how to do it in like Burlington mm-hmm. and you know Oakville, St. Catharines, Brampton, Mississauga for sure and shit like that, you know, and going, "Oh no, you know, maybe we should get our shit together." And that's where all the good punk bands of the early 2000s came out of that yeah. came out of Ontario. So I always I always have trouble talking about this film as a historical document. I like what you said about it being a time capsule piece mm-hmm. because it's something that you can just watch and be like, "Wow, that, you know, that happened." But I just don't know is it's that significant and that's, for all of the fucking yeah. hoopla around and I think and I think and I think that's well there's a couple of arguments there. The one argument is the fact that like you actually you said it yourself, which is um that was kind of like the last stand of like a Toronto kind of like music scene for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Before like punk rock, you know, came out of the suburbs like you were saying. Mm-hmm. But also um, and I was reading um, Electric Youth by Sam Sutherland. Yeah, yeah. And what's really interesting about that uh, and what he kind of tackles is how buried and dead a lot of these great punk bands were. And what sucks about that is, you know, we're digging up the influence of bands that we now currently like. You know what I mean? Everything's just been so dead and buried because maybe it has been overshadowed by, you know, the American punk rock scene. You know, because the only biggest bands that are still like memorable, 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 memorable bands that came out of like Canada and like the late 80s punk scene still that are still like kind of like standing is mm-hmm. like, you know, the lead singer of the Vile Tones still kind of saying they're doing the Vile Tones yeah. and DOA. Yeah, DOA with, for sure. And the Subhumans reunited for two shows in BC. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but that's about it. Yeah. <clears throat> but. Did we really have all that much to rebel against in that period? I'm not saying that there wasn't a counterculture movement. I'm just saying that the the staple of a great punk rock scene has always been the community. Now, no matter what documentary we've talked about so far, whether we talked about um, you know the the kind of uh, the resurgence that we talked about in American hardcore of that DIY mm. culture that now goes on today that you and I both copy with our respective bands pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. steal those ideas uh, in terms of networking and so forth. Whether you talk about like the classic movement that was somehow kind of championed by these crazy people who somehow got the you know the keys to the radio kingdom, if you will, and so forth. Like mm. whether you talk about post punk movements like. Uh, what you saw with bands that came out on labels like Factory Records and stuff like that mm-hmm. in the UK, whether you talk about even stuff like 
um uh, we talked about afropunk and, and we talked and that becoming a festival we talked about um the punk singer and how the feminist movement in punk rock just seems so fucking organic and it's almost embarrassing that it took as long as it did and, you know and even I mean? now like it's still at a point where oh yeah you know there needs to, I still believe there needs to be more women in Yeah, like on Wednesday we have a, an episode coming out on Ghostbusters and you're going to get our thoughts on that film and I think we were all uh, a little bit weepy walking into that theater and and seeing like mothers and daughters and fathers and daughters you know I'm getting goosebumps just saying mm-hmm. it but like actually being able to see four um characters that are fucking heroes and 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 role models for young girls, mm-hmm. you know. But in any case, my point is just, I've gone all over here, but my point is just there's always been significance to the whys of those movements, mm-hmm. you know. And I just, because everything is so segregated, or was really up until, like I said, what I feel like the late 90s here the in, internet. especially in the Golden Horseshoe, in Ontario, that um, I... I just don't know how much more than just being like, hey, that happened, this film can be. That's all I'm saying. But then again, on the flip side, I love uh, Jumps Again because I love the idea that people were so affected by people saying, hey, that happened. Yeah, and that's and, and I think, and I think that's why that's I like where, it. Yeah, that's where the film – that's where the lesson of the film is for me. It's not what happens in the film. It's what happens after the film. And that's mm-hmm. why Jumps Again makes so much more sense to me and is so much more pleasing to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking right. Well, you earned your show back. Sweet. Earned. <laughs> so do I have to, uh, do I have to, I have to close it out now? Uh, yes. All right. So <laughs> definitely go out and check out The Last Pogo. Check out The Last Pogo Jumps again. Tell us what you think. If you're pissed off that we actually had an open conversation about one of these films and not all of them, um, well, you know, it's the only film on our list that's quintessential Canadian and from Toronto. So, sorry, but fuck you, eh? Um, Word. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I th- thank you for filling in, East. That was fun. No problem. I got to take a leak. No problem. I like to, I'll do it again sometime. Yeah, for sure. The next two episodes, last two episodes in this series are coming out uh, next week, Sunday, and the week after. Thank you for listening. We're having so much fun doing this uh, and going back and watching all these flicks that really affected us in our teenage years and and even in our 20s. So um, please continue to check them out. Continue continue to uh, tweet to us. We're at Marvel Podcast on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Not Brandon Fleet on Twitter. East, you want to offer up your Twitter? Oh, yeah. I'm at Ant East. Right on. And uh, you can check out East on his show, Drunk with Power, uh, which is out every Friday, Saturday kind of thing. Uh, Friday. Yeah, so subscribe. Subscribe, Drunk with Power. Um, and, yeah, this has, been, this has been a lot of fun. We're going to continue doing it. Wednesday, we're back with an actual panel, so that's pretty exciting. We're doing Ghostbusters. It's going to be a long panel. I already know it. I'm really excited for that one. And... Um, Subscribe to our podcast on um, uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, anywhere that you can get podcasts, whatever your favorite podcatcher, find us there. If you can't, tell us, and we'll rectify that situation for you. You can also visit us at MoviesFromMyLife.com. You can email the show at show at MoviesFromMyLife.com. And, um, yeah, comment, like, subscribe, all that internet shit 
We really like hearing from you guys, so please uh, get in touch with us this week and every week and yell at us. So thanks for hanging out with us. I actually trust you to do it as Thank opposed to like <laughs> handing it over to Devin and it's two hours of silence. Uh, well. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. I'm having fun. Yeah. Nick with the spot on Devin impression. <laughs> and if I gave the show to Nick, I just have all these angry feminists emailing me for the next month and a half. So. <laughs> Hashtag hotter broad. <laughs> <laughs>